You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and you are joined by myself, Lawson, and my amazing, awesome, wonderful co-host, Monica. You're going to give me a complex. You're ruining me for other men. I'm going to meet some nice guy one day, and I'm going to be like, what's wrong with him? He doesn't compliment me every morning, and then I'm going to dump him and be alone forever because you've just made me used to this amazing, beautiful, wonderful stuff every day. So, so you're saying that it's it is your a bad fault that I'm thing. Alone, yeah. Oh, okay. It's just, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> no, okay, okay, fine. So, do you want me to like just just make fun of you? Yeah, and just be like, do- welcome. It's Lawson and the pretty average mon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the show where you've got one amazing co-host and one really Mediocre. awful one. And- I'll let you guys decide who that is. You are listening to The Breakfast Show right That's across Australia. That's going to backfire on you. <laughs> 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Monica, how are you? I am so good. Did you see the sunrise this morning? I did. I took a photo of it. Isn't when it I was driving gorgeous? in, it was super pretty. Do you know what? I hate getting up on a cold morning when it's dark in the winter, but the upside is because the sun likes to sleep in in the winter, you do get to catch more sunrises than mm. in the summer. And I was just com- I was coming down that last hill as you come to the studio and just seeing that golden lip over oh, my heart. I was like, thank you, Lord, for creating sunrises. Amazing. Gorgeous stuff. Of course, that sunrise heals the pain, right? <laughs> of what? Of the blues losing. Who? The- <laughs> <laughs> of course, the state of origin was last night and Queensland won. And oh, come on, you Queenslanders. No, no. Congrats. Don't, Yay. Don't, don't congratulate them. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Uh, no, no. But, yeah, you know, congratulations, Queensland. But uh, we'll, I have we'll, no idea what sport this we'll, is. Rugby league. We'll get you in the next one. The state of origin, man. Come on. Oh, come on, Monica. <laughs> oh, yeah, I went for a run last night. How'd you go? Did you throw up this time? No, no, no. I, I went well. It was with, like, oh. a running club. And then afterwards, Ooh. I ate deep-fried cauliflower. It was the bomb. Wow, so you just cancelled out your work? <laughs> that was the point of the run, Monica. To throw up. Was everyone... Well, no, no, to no. be able to eat deep-fried yeah, no. food. So, so we started at this spot and we did this lap and then came back and then all of us ate. Oh, nice. So that, that was, yeah, that, yeah, was yeah. that was, yeah. So you preemptively yeah. <laughs> work off I the calories, the kilojoules. to, to cancel yeah. it out, yeah. So it's like a detox to retox, is that what Absolutely. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And Monica... You're going to give us our first clue for the quiz. What number am I? The Acts, the chapter in Acts that records Stephen's death by stoning. Okay. Yeah, real morbid straight off the bat. Let's just get straight into that death. Absolutely. <laughs> what number am I? The chapter in Acts that records Stephen's death by stoning. If you had to go one way or another, I think stoning would actually be pretty all right. In terms of like public execution... Yes. Yeah, okay. Lawson is Lawson is writing uh, in the air numbers, and he got the first guess wrong, but he got the second guess right. Yeah. So Lawson knows the answer. No cheating, by the way. Yeah. No cheating. Try and try and really de- dive into the deep recesses of your mind. I think you'll be able to get this I one. Do you know what? I reckon in the next segment when we do the second clue, everyone's going to get it, because I feel like the second clue is probably the easiest clue. Just wow. Looking at the, do you want to switch them up? Yeah, okay, yep, yeah, yeah, I'll switch them up. But yeah. for, for now, the clue is, and again, that number is 0491 064 
but the chapter in Acts where Stephen gets stoned. Stoned to death. Yeah. 0491 You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. Monica, what is happening in the world of positively different news? I have a good news story that has absolutely floored me. I really? am so surprised by this piece of good news. I, honestly, I read this and I'm like, is this for real? Do you know what a Lido is? A Lido. A Lido. L-I-D-O. Is that like, is that like a soft drink? That's what I would have thought, right? I would have thought it was like the brand name or something, but no, it's an actual, like it's a noun. Uh-huh. It's a it's British origin. <clears throat> it's a public, public open air swimming pool or bathing beach. Public open. <clears throat> how does that fit into the word leader? No idea. Public open air. Swimming okay, so it's pool not an acronym. It's just no. It's literally the. That's literally a the public word. open air swimming pool or. Bathing. Bathing beach. Okay, yeah, yep, yeah. fair enough. So, uh-huh. and I uh, I don't know that we have any Lidos in New South Wales, but I do know from when I used to do van life um, and I used to travel around in my tiny home, Queensland has a bunch of Lidos, and this absolutely surprised me. I didn't know that this was even a thing in Australia, uh, which is basically like it's basically a free open-air swimming pool. Like, you know, if you want to go for a swim in a pool, you either have to have a friend who's got one in their backyard or you have to like pay an entrance fee to go like to an aquatic centre or something. Or you go to Newcastle Baths. Oh, yeah, right. But that's or like that's like a Maryland more Baths. of a beach thing. Yes, but true. Same sort same sort of a deal for a yeah. Lido because that is a bathing beach. Yeah. Um, but to go to like a like a completely sort of man made like inland kind of a yeah, situation, yeah, yeah. Sure. like a, a chlorinated swimming pool. If you mm-hmm, don't want to, mm-hmm, if you're scared mm-hmm. of the ocean stuff like a heated one. So Brisbane has a bunch of them for free. Like I, the first one that I discovered is. Orion Lagoon, which is mm-hmm. in the Ipswich area. It's literally like a Westfield shopping centre. And then across the street, there's this open-air swimming pool. And you can literally go there day or night and go for a paddle. And the and the council just covers the cost. They have lifeguards on around the clock. Wow. I know. it's like, And it's like a beautiful swimming pool. It's like a whole – it's like a series of like – they're not like deep, deep. Mm-hmm. But they have a series of them and they call it the lagoons. And then my favourite one was Settlement Cove in Redcliffe. Mm. And it's literally across the street from the beach. So you can actually – actually look over the water and then you can swim in this in this sort of like man-made lagoon and uh, it's once again like a series of pools all interconnected mm-hmm. but they've made it look like a treasure island so there's oh, like palm trees and little islands inside it's super cool anyway so the story is and this is a bit that's blowing my mind uh in england they have these lidos as well right wait people swim outside in england <laughs> Yes, that also had me chuckling. That is wild. Okay. And they're, and they're about to start the season over there because uh-huh. they're coming into summer while we're coming into winter. Oh, happy first day of winter, by the way, Lawson. Mm. Oh, welcome to June. Yeah, yeah. June. Hey, so yeah, so in England, the Lido's are starting to open up. But there's this one historic Lido in West York's England. It's called the Ilkley Lido, right? And it was dilapidated, run down because you know these are free. It's a free service. Yeah, so they're not really like pumping money into it. Mm-hmm. And it had gone to waste. It had actually been closed. And get this: nine different lottery winners decided to get together, team up, and restore this historic Lido mm-hmm. to its former glory for the purpose of the public to use with no benefit to themselves other than a, a deed well done. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Like, if I won the lottery, I tell you what, I would not be that gracious <laughs> to restore a public swimming pool that wasn't going to earn me any money, that was just, like, free use for the people. I'd be like, nah, go to the beach. <laughs> mm-hmm. But these – so these nine people – like, obviously, here on Faith FM, we do not um, – 
uh, condone gambling. We don't recommend gambling. But mm. the fact that these people are obviously not like. I guess we want to say regular wealthy people. Mm. And there is that sort of stigma that people who win the lottery often lose their money really quickly again. Mm. But the fact that nine of them, nine of them, nine different lottery winners, um, they got together and put together $20 million to restore the Oakley Lido. It's regarded as one of the best in the country prior to when it was, you know, Mm. threadbare. And, uh, and it hasn't been used in recent years, and they completely transformed the grounds. They even they even rolled up their sleeves and got stuck in and did a lot of the work themselves. Mm. <laughs> and, like they put planter boxes in, glorious flowers. Um, they positioned the flowers along the driveway, and the the pool is like this like a it looks like a cartoon mushroom. Like mm. what's that little game that little kids played back in the day? And there's like these mushrooms you have to jump. Oh Mario. On. Yeah, yeah. It's like literally the exact shape of a Mario mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> they they were inspired by a photograph of the Lido from the nineteen thirties. Mm. And so they made it look as close to the original as possible. They put like hanging baskets around the cafe area to really recreate the to recreate the look of it. And um and then and then it blew up these beautiful Old photographs and frame them and put them around the uh, around the area as well. Mm. It's so pretty. I literally just want to get a plane on a plane right now and go swim in this Lido. They've done a really good job of it. So it's only one of 127 Lidos left in England, mm. and it can attract up to 4,000 visitors a day during the busy summer months. Wow! So these 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 uh, people have just blessed a day blessed four thousand people a day. Can you imagine, dude? That is a packed pool. That is a packed packed pool. Yeah. So the pool is forty six meters wide. Oh, okay. Um, so yep. it's yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's pretty big. It's pretty big, and I'm going to show you a photo, and um. Oh, hang on. I'll tell you a little bit about this lady. She said her name is Sarah. Her and her husband won the lottery, and they said, this is such an amazing local facility. We frequently brought our children here and have so many memories from way back in the day. It is wonderful to be back here bringing color and creativity and restoring the Lido to how it would have looked in its heyday. Mm. And um, and, sh- and there was one lady there. She was a 67-year-old uh, from Newcastle, UK, and uh, and she she said she used to have a brilliant time as a kid at the Lido. And she said, this, I've always said it's not about the win. It's about what you do with it, and it's great to give back. And um, there is a picture, Lawson, of the swimming pool. Oh, that's Isn't epic. it great? Like, from a bird's eye view, it's actually really cool. Like, it's a big circular sort of paved area. Yeah, and then a little mushroom in the middle, a little blue pool mushroom. Okay, this is how you make any person come to a pool. All right, I'm going to tell you three things you need to add to a pool. Oh, yeah. This is, this is okay, so you need to put an island in the middle. Oh, because yes. then little kids will fight over it. I used to do that all the time. They used to have that at the Newcastle Baths. They had like a couple islands in the middle and we'd all be like trying to push each other uh-huh. off. And then they took them away. And oh, I was no so way. bummed. Okay, so islands in the middle. Second one, diving board. Okay, there's, yes. a, there's a pool here in Wall's End. It's got like a, it's like a four, eight, twelve. Uh-huh. And you can go there and just jump off. And it's the bomb. Like, it's the funnest thing ever. You can do whatever you want. You can do flips. You can get, just go there. And there, I used to go there when I was maybe 13, and there would just be a massive line. There would be, like, 100 kids lined up to jump off this diving board. Third thing, water slide. 100%. If you have those three things, your pool will never shut down. Yeah. There will be kids there every, every single yeah. day. So, And I want to add maybe even, like, some sort of water squirting fountainy thing mm-hmm. one that's on a timer so sometimes it's on sometimes it's off so the kids sort of like hang out waiting for it to come on yeah 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 they oh, have that anticipation 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah it's true well all these people like good on them for for donating some of their money mm. that they you know have never had before and then suddenly they come into money and they decided to do a good deed 
I'm curious to know what, what our listeners would do if they suddenly came into a large sum of money. Mm-hmm. What would you do, Lawson? Um, I would give it to the Maitland Church Roof Fund. <laughs> Bless your heart. So, so Maitland Church, <laughs> I attended in 2017, and they had this roof fund going, and they, they wanted to fix it. Maybe they've already done it. I don't know. I haven't been there in years. But, um, yeah. Hope, I, Calvin, if you're listening, what's going on with the roof? The Maitland Church roof fund. That would be so delighted for you to come into yeah, a lunch. No, no, I've, I've, if I, I said that, I'm like, if I ever just got stupidly rich, I would I'd need to give some money to the Maitland Church roof fund. Like, that's, yeah, nice. you know, from when I was 18 to now, that's, that's just the truth. And then, <laughs> the obviously, dream. obviously, you know, other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Like pay tithe. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the first thing you do is go to tithe, tithe. tithe that thing, and then you just you just give it all in tithe. Hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Let us know what you do. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. FM, you're joined by myself, Lawson. We've got Monica, and now just coming into the studio, we've got Pam as well. Pam, how are you doing? Great. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Now, we've got an interview segment coming up very soon. But before we do, we've got we've got some other news to get into and another clue for the quiz. Please, Monica. What number am I? The number of... Oh, goodness. I really need to, I need to veto all the ones I can't pronounce. I think you need to learn how to read. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Sekva is this person's name. Mm-hmm. The number of Sekva's sons that were attacked by a demon oh. when they tried to cast it out. Skiva. Oh, Skiva. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you sons so much. Sons of Skiva. Skiva. How many sons did he have? Yeah, the number of Skiva's sons. But, but these are the ones that were attacked by a demon when they tried to cast it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So give us a call, 0491064669, or a text. Let us know what you think that is. And get in the prize draw to win Medicine as Food by Surad. We are drawing mm. that tomorrow. I cannot stress that you need to get in to win yeah. this today or tomorrow. Very small chances coming. Food up. as Medicine is a fantastic textbook, essentially, like of, of meals that you can eat that will make you healthier. Yeah. And when I say textbook, I mean because this thing is Huge. thick. Yeah. It is massive. So, again, juicy volume. that number, 0491-064-669. That's the number to call or text. Well, today in our news, I have some very interesting stories, both of which coming out of California. Oh. But the first one is actually the bankruptcy of multiple California dioceses of the Catholic Church. So, now, so if you don't know how the Catholic Church works or functions, you'll have, uh, well, it starts with the Pope. So he's up the top, and it goes down to cardinals. So they're representatives from the Catholic Church all over the world who live in the Vatican. And then it goes down there, I believe, to, you know, archbishops and bishops and whatnot. And it tears down, down, and down, and down, and down. At the bottom, you've got your local church, your local Catholic church. And then above that, you've got your diocese, okay? So the diocese of the Catholic Church are like different regions. Here in Newcastle, we've got the Newcastle Maitland Diocese, I believe. Then, you know, above that would be maybe the, you know, Port Macquarie Tari Diocese, you know, that, those kinds of things. So, so it's kind of like a conference? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the dioceses are quite local, like okay, very, okay. very local. You know, you'd have the Central Coast Diocese mm-hmm. and the Sydney. You'd pro- it'd probably be like in Sydney, it'd probably be like Greater Sydney and then like Western Sydney and, and those kinds of things. It'd be split up like that. So in California, they have 12 different dioceses and two of them have declared bankruptcy and the rest of them are considering declaring bankruptcy. Now, you might be thinking, okay, what's the reason for that it's because over 3,000 cases of child sexual assault 
have been filed against the Catholic Church in California. Wow. Um, this is because in 2019, legislation was lifted that put a statute of limitations Amen. against civil lawsuits. Uh, that put a sta- there was a ta- statute of limitations on civil lawsuits um, against institutions accused of enabling abuse. So they, say they lifted that statute of limitations. And within the last couple of years, over 3,000 cases have been filed. Now, the two that are facing, that are literally... De- declaring bankruptcy. So the Diocese of Santa Rosa in California has more than 200 lawsuits. Um, The Diocese of Santa Rosa has assets between 10 to $50 million. So that includes their church buildings and, you know, all all the things that they own. But the lawsuits that they're facing are up to $35 million. Do you know what I want to say? If every single victim of Catholic of, of abuse at Catholic hands came forward, the Catholic Church would be bankrupt tomorrow. The whole mm. thing from every country. Particularly in the United States where the the legislation for, you know, is, you know, for suing and, and whatnot is, is so yeah. they're one of, They're one of the they're one of the wealthiest entities in the world, but they would honestly go bankrupt if, if everyone came forward and sued them. Mm, absolutely. And so, well, then there's the Diocese of Oakland as well. They're also filing Chapter 11 bankruptcy over their 330 lawsuits that they have to pay out. Um, the, the Diocese of San Diego. Now, San Diego is a big city. It's the, it is the capital of California, not Los Angeles or San Francisco, but San Diego, even though it's a little bit smaller than those cities. But it's a massive city. But because of... So then the Catholic Church there is huge. But again, because of the lawsuits they're facing, they're they're thinking about filing for bankruptcy as well. In fact, all of the dioceses of the Catholic Church in California, even the one in Los Angeles, are thinking about filing for bankruptcy because it's hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Can I just ask, do you think this might be a way for them to get out of paying those sums? Like if they declare themselves bankrupt, doesn't that mean that they don't have to pay? Well, this is the thing is that they literally don't have the money to be able but to pay. they should be able to go like to another That's section right. of the, like, the Catholic Church. It should come from their coffers, no matter where the coffers are stored or which chapter it's in or yeah, which absolutely. region. Well, from there, and this is the... This this is how the, the Catholic Church, I believe, is organized. From there, above that, there would be like, you know, you could say, okay, well, it's connected all the way up to the Vatican, the Pope, which definitely has the money to pay something like yeah. this. But because each diocese is kind of their own uh, church slash kind of institution slash business entity, they technically can't make those steps. Like, le- they I feel like that's they, a horrible they, loophole. They don't have to make those steps legally. So then they have to file for bankruptcy. But they, they just have to, if you file for bankruptcy, that doesn't mean you, you get off the hook. You just have to settle as much as you can with the assets that you have. But they'll eventually have nothing left to settle with anyone. So I feel like this has almost become a, become like a get in, you know, first, first in, first serve to get your money kind of a thing. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's a, well, it highlights a terribly awful situation. Absolutely. Uh, and, and that being the harm that has been, you know, perpetrated towards children, which mm. is just, terrible um but it's good to see that there is justice taking place and you you, you might be sitting listening thinking oh lawson you as you, you know you're you're a christian wouldn't you be someone who wouldn't be talking about a story like this because of how awful it makes the church look but as christians if we don't talk about stories like this then mm-hmm. nothing changes That's uh, right. the royal commission into child sexual assault you know, mm-hmm. by the Catholic Church here mm-hmm. in Australia, or by churches in general here in Australia, was led by Christians. Yeah, it is Christians who are wanting this to be 
taken over and shut down because we, I, 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 as a Christian and as someone who believe, I believe in church, man. Like yeah. I believe in going to church. I believe that God has given it to us as a convocation of believers. It's a blessing to us. And, you know, one day when I get married and have kids, I want my kids to go to church and I want them to be as blessed safe. as I have been and to safe. go to church. Yeah. But yeah, I want them to be safe. I want my children to be safe. So absolutely, I think this is a positive step that people are getting real justice against real injustice. Um, And if it comes at the cost of a church who has been institutionally harboring this well then such is life like that's that's how it goes down if if you are committing institutional child sexual assault and covering it up now you know that we have the the ability to be able to to settle this thing get it settled yeah that's justice let's just hope the justice doesn't run out so to speak yeah absolutely hey i have another story coming out of california as well and this is one that you sent to me monica and yeah. it's about one of my favorite things to talk about ponzi schemes oh, okay i thought it said the other thing yeah, yeah. well because this is a ponzi scheme to do with marijuana yeah yeah so this was a a, a, Mar- a california-based company as well uh it was running a, a it was a company called Wegenics. okay so you know straight off the bat they're trying to they're trying to do the like oh guys it's it's weed but it's you know it's advanced weed yeah, essentially yeah. it's advanced marijuana weed and so genius. they had this thing and, and this is their their catch cries 100 percent vertical integration so everything's made in-house massive expansion so they had promised that they had just bought like a hundred and fifty thousand square foot facility to grow all this weed and then spending as low as possible you know with exceptionally high profit margins so they're doing it the organic homegrown way that's going to save them money and it's just it's going to kick goals um um, and they raised $61.7 million for their company. Wow. So people really bought in. They're like, yep, I can't wait to get on the weed train and get rich. Um, but the SEC did an investigation, and apparently there was no company, no product, no business, no warehouse, nothing. Wow. Um, all there was was $61 million that had been transferred relentlessly between the, between the two owners and a bunch of offshore accounts, then back to the owners to try and delete it from existence that ultimately ended up in their personal accounts uh, <laughs> that was spent on houses, dining, jewelry, drugs, and adult ed- entertainment. Oh, mercy. And I just, I read something like this and I, I, I think Ponzi schemes are obviously the worst thing ever and they're just a way that people take advantage of other people. And look, if, there, if a promise is made, if it seems too good to be true, even if it's it's just, hey, give us money, invest, I'm, I'm just so, it's sketchy, dude. But what you just said, people taking advantage of other people, those people who invested in the drug industry are in the exact same, doing yeah. the exact same thing. They are taking advantage of people's addictions. Absolutely. So they, they what goes around came around for I, them, to be honest. So I think in a case like this, where you've got a Ponzi scheme, like it's like, oh, for me, I wouldn't be tempted to invest in the fir- yeah, first no. place. I'm like, why would I want to invest in something like this? But this happens all the time in real estate and mm. in all, you know, in, in my my parents have been wrapped up in a Ponzi scheme before, you know, as an investment firm over in China. And it's like, oh, we're doing this big investment and then there's a payout and da 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 Like, people really get done over yeah. this stuff. But, hey, be smart with your money and uh, give it to God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And I need to issue an official apology to every single person from California. <laughs> 
because I said that the capital of California was San Diego, when in fact it is actually Sacramento. Why would I know the difference between those two things? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have asserted so much. But I was corrected. Thankfully, I was put right by by Pam sitting with us in the studio this morning, who we're going to do an amazing interview with in just a second. But before we get into that, we need another clue for the quiz. All right. Uh, Clue number three for this What Number Am I quiz. Proverbs says that though a righteous man falls this many times, he rises again. Mm. Beautiful verse in the Bible. It's a, a real, uh, it's a good one to keep in mind when you're on your Christian journey. Mm-hmm. So Proverbs says that though a man, righteous man, fall this many times, he rises again. How, uh, what number is that? Give us a call and tell us. 0491 And of course, our prize for this week, Food as Medicine by Sue Rad, an incredible resource that will enable you to cook amazing food and comes with an automatic invite to me and Monica. And Pam, you can come too. We're just, whenever we give out cookbooks, we're just like, we just, you know, invite ourselves over to whoever wins it and they have to cook for us. That's, yeah. that's yeah. just the way it works. So, but. <laughs> This morning, we have come to our interview section and sitting across from us here in the studio, we've got Pam. Pam, how are you doing this morning? Man, it's a beautiful day. I woke up. Yeah, it is. You woke up. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And you drove all the way. You're living down on the Central Coast, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just in uh, Kangiangi, which is... People are like, where's that? But Kangi Yangi. It's in Tugra. Tugra. Okay. So down there, Tugra in the Central Coast. Now, you don't sound like someone who is from the Central Coast. I'm offended. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, then, well, you might be offended, but what I'm saying is no less true. Okay, I'm sorry. You don't sound like someone who's from the Central Coast, or at least who grew up in the Central Coast. I have friends from the Central Coast, and they don't sound like you. So then the question is, Pam, where are you from? Where's the accent from? Maybe Mm. that's a safer way to say it. (laughs) Well, since I'm all called out here. (laughs) Let's just say there's a reason you knew San Diego was not the capital of California. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, The reason that I knew is because I'm from Alabama. Oh, amazing. So North Alabama, most everybody thinks of Southern Alabama. That's on the southeast coast Mm -hmm. of the United States. Mm -hmm. People are like, ah, where's that? Mm. I'm above Florida. Okay. Okay. Well, th- that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Just above Florida there in Alabama. Obviously, you're here in Australia right now. There has to be some kind of story or journey that has brought you to the point where you're here in Australia, and especially because of the work you are doing right now, which is you're working for the church down there, right? Yes. Oh, amazing. So what does that process look like? You know, who are you? Where you? Where have you come from? Well, we know Alabama. But what has that journey doing? been that has brought you to the place you are now? And it is such an amazing journey. Mm. Um, it, it really honestly started with a desire to do full-time Bible working, but mm-hmm. um, because I've been a single mom for so many years, I didn't know what that was going to look like. Now, my children are grown, and I mm. have two grandchildren. But uh, oh, Congratulations. Yeah, well, thank you. Mm. Um, but nonetheless, I still had to eat. Mm. And since I'm the only one providing for me, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. how do you do full-time ministry? How do yeah. you get into that? What does that look like? And then do I really have the faith to step mm. out and do it? Mm. So um, long story short is I ended up doing a program that's called Arise Online. Okay. Oh. Um, because I had been asking God, I had in prayer, just praying for a discipleship class mm-hmm. because 
in connection with that is how do you share Jesus? You mm. know, you live Jesus every day. Mm. You love Jesus. You believe in him. But how do you share, how do you him. share yeah. him with people? Because um, not everybody thinks the way you think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, in the midst of that prayer, uh, was introduced to Arise Online and did that for about a year and was actually able to start sharing that with uh, our two churches. And in the States, we're mm. short on pastors, I mm. suppose. That's what we're told. Mm. Uh, so most pastors have two to three churches in rural areas. Mm-hmm. And so there's two churches in what we call it our district mm-hmm. or our region. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was presenting Arise Online at, at the uh, oh, amazing. at uh, the midweek prayer, prayer study. So how long ago was this? This was in 21. So 2021, you've obviously Arise Online became particularly big, you know, through and out of COVID. We might need to explain what Arise Online is to people yeah. who have never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. So Arise Online, and correct me if I'm wrong, Pam, but essentially the we have the Arise program that's run by Lightbearers Ministry, and there are well essentially three different ways it runs. There's the 13 week program here in Australia. There is the intensives where they travel around all over the world and sit down for a weekend and you know teach the arise. And it's essentially, as you said, it's a, a vehicle by which you can be discipled and you learn how to share your faith. So there's the 13 week program, the intensives, and then they also developed an online curriculum that you can do where you jump online and there's all the different classroom um, lessons and whatnot. It's a recording from the 13 week program Mm -hmm. and you just go through and do each one of the lessons. So, Mm -hmm. so you, that you came into contact with that. You, did you see the promotional material? Like during COVID you're like, yeah, there's something I want to do. Actually, a friend of mine sent me an email and when she did, I said, don't tease me with something like this because Mm -hmm. I can't afford to do, to Mm -hmm. do this. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's Mm -hmm. obviously going to be cost. It's Mm -hmm. a school. Some people have to be paid Mm -hmm. to run the school. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, it was there was a two month uh, promo mm. section. So a promotion for two months, you could listen to it for free. You could cram as much of the six month school because they they suggest that that it should take you about six months mm-hmm. if you're serious about it, mm-hmm. it to do in two months. And so I did. I had an hour drive to and from work, and so all the way to and from work, I'm cramming. I'm listening to to the the lessons what were you working as at the time i i actually worked for a, a physiotherapy company okay and we contracted ourselves out to um age care mm. so i was co-managing an outpatient clinic mm. inside of an assisted living facility mm-hmm. okay so you're working in the health you know industry but you're like you like i i love this because it's it's not that you've just gone, oh, hey, like, I feel that my calling is ministry, therefore, you know, I need to just immediately drop everything. It's, oh, I'm living this life in which I have contact with people, I'm working in my community, and I just need to grow, firstly, the skills to be able to share what I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is can be so effective, just saying, like, from the outset, like, hey, wherever I am, wherever I am 
whatever I'm doing, whether I'm a plumber, a boilermaker, a CEO, or working as a, as a nurse, or, you know, working in, in aged care, you know, as a physiotherapist, whatever I'm doing, I can be a blessing to the people there Amen. and I can be able to reach them with the <clears> message of Jesus. So you've gone in, you, you, so you're doing a rise online. I love that too. The drive there and, and back, the hour drive, taking that opportunity, like, hey, when can I listen to this? Oh, on my, on my drive. That's when I can fit it in. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And so, so you're doing that program and you're in the States, you're in the United States. Now, obviously you've somehow ended up here. So when did that transition start to take place? So that transition started to take place in November of 21 because Mm -hmm. I received an email from Arise. Obviously I'm taking, I'm an Arise student. Mm -hmm. So Light Bears Ministry, they have my my contact information. Mm -hmm. So they send me an email saying, oh, some exciting news. Australia has now opened its borders and we are going to have our first on-site class since COVID. Mm. And and Mm. just a little backstory, uh, Arise, from what I understand, was they did have two classes. They had one in Australia, they had one in the United States. Mm. But because of the sequence of events, nothing negative, just, you know, building needed to be remodeled so they couldn't use the building, so they couldn't meet in 2019. COVID Mm. hits in 20. In 21, they move from Oregon to Tennessee. Mm. So Light uh, Light Bear's ministry and Arise have not... Uh, started another uh, 13-week course in the United States. Mm. So the only one that is running is in Australia right now. Mm. And so get this invitation. And, mm. you know, of course, I'm like, oh, that would be so exciting. Um, but it's three months, and hello, you have a job mm. you know, and a life, and mm. you can't just quit life as yeah. you know it for three months. Yeah. yeah. Right? I, I know because for my, I did the Arise program in 2017, so a while ago now, and I was 18 at the time. I'm like, oh, this is perfect for me because I don't have a life yet. This is the point. It's like I don't have those commitments. I'm not, you know, I don't have kids or a mortgage or, or you know, a full-time work commitment. So I was like, oh, I'm 18 and I want to share the gospel. And so kind of it's the perfect table to do it. But for someone in your position, you're like – Man, like this is this is a huge shift. Like everything needs to change, and all these responsibilities that I have need to be met and looked after. And how is that going to take place if I'm gonna, you know, t- just completely drop what I'm doing here and mm-hmm. and come to Australia? The other end of the planet. Yeah. yeah. Had exactly. you been to Australia before then? I had not been international anywhere. The oh, furthest oh, I had wow. been off of the the North American continent was Hawaii. Oh, okay. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. What a great start to international travel. Straight to Oz. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so I, you know, through the encouragement of my mm. pastor and his wife and my youngest daughter and her her then fiancé, now husband, mm. you know, I, I registered. And it was just like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll see. And if I get accepted, mm. and, and my whole prayer was not really – having the faith to go, but knowing that I was actually doing what God wanted me to do rather than some harebrained, exciting adventure that Pam Mm. wants to do. Mm. Um, And and just from the very beginning, you know, registration was supposed to be, uh, there was a a cost to the registration. Well, that was dropped because I needed to focus all of my attention, all of the international people needed to focus their attention on getting their visa Mm. because things were happening really quickly. Normally, registration starts in September, but they opened it just as soon as they got word that the border was opened. And then from there, um, it was supposed to take two weeks to to get... um, to get confirmed, Mm -hmm. get confirmation. Well, 
all of my reference, you have to have three references. All of my references beat my registration. Mm. So, so the administration here got my references before they got my, my registration. So they actually had to send me an email and say, Hey, do you really plan on registering? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we have all of you. So I was like, Oh, my references have, you're like, I, I better get do this. this thing in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Two days later, I got confirmation. It was actually oh, nice. Thanksgiving day oh. in the States. And so, um, I'm having a party yeah. in my house all by myself, me and my dogs. They thought yeah. I had lost my, my lid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. But from there it was, you know, I went in prepared to quit work and the CEO of my company said, Oh, no, just take three months personal leave. Oh, awesome. Well, that provided me then the insurance that I would need to be in Australia. Mm. And then they said, I said, you know, I didn't even utter this, this, this concern. It was just other than to God, but I had holiday time built up and I mm. had about a month and a half of holiday oh, time built up, you know? And I was like, I don't want to use it all. Mm. <laughs> I know I'm being selfish, but I want to come back with something. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then the CEO says, Oh, all you have to use is 10 hours of Fortnite to mm. keep your insurance. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. Well then I had to, I had to get the money to get here. Right. Mm. And um, so then that turned into uh, where are you gonna? I, I didn't even know how much money I would need. I would need money to pay for my my bills, my mm. my mortgage and utilities and all of that. I needed money to to rent, to pay for the course. I needed money to fly over here and money to live off of while I'm here for three months. And what is? How, I don't know how much. And I threw out a random number and I said, I don't know. God, maybe I guess ten thousand dollars, right? Mm. I don't know. Sounds like a lot of money yeah, to me. Absolutely. Where are you going to get $10,000 mm. from November to January? Mm. I'm like, okay, I don't believe in the lottery. So <laughs> something <laughs> else is going to Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, I, on, my, on my drive to work, I'm, I'm thinking, ah, maybe I should call my mortgage company and see if I can get a deferment and not have to pay my, my mortgage until I get back. Right. Mm. Well, that didn't work out. And, and before I, I I got off the phone. I thought, oh, let me see about maybe refinancing. Mm. Not for this purpose, but just because the fin- the the interest mm. rates had dropped really low. So it did. Long story short, she ends up saying, you know, you don't owe enough on your house. So the only way that we could refinance is if, you know, you knew something you could spend $10,000 on and we could just add that on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you were like, yes, I know something. <laughs> I did. Yeah, absolutely. So you have then, like, you've got the money has come in, the registration has come in, it's all good to go. I assume you jump on a plane to Australia, mm-hmm. you land in where, Brisbane, I don't know, and or Gold Coast, go down to Kingscliff, and you do the Arise program here in Australia. One last thing is, no, I was held up for two weeks. Oh, oh. So then, you know, all of my faith just starts crumbling because, mm. oh, no, I know you've led me, but here's the deal. Long story short, I needed three weeks to train my boss, three mm. weeks from my departure date. Mm. And the reason that we were held up is because Australia wasn't open to, to visitors. They yep. were only open to professionals. Mm. Two weeks later, they open up to everybody that's mm. vaccinated. But my boss caught COVID. Mm. Midweek of him catching COVID, I got COVID, the flu, mm. and upper respiratory infection. Oof. Left us a week to train him. That yep. wasn't enough time. God gave me another two weeks total. I gave three weeks to train mm. my boss. Wow. wow. And, and how that- long have you been here now? So I've been here... 
15 months, 14 months. Wow. So that three months turned into an extended period of time, I'm assuming, as a result of just wanting to get in and getting opportunities to to be able to work here in Australia as a Bible worker, Mm -hmm. which essentially for those listening and who don't know, a Bible worker is is someone who gets put on by the church for, uh, yeah, for, you know, a... Teaching so, the Bible. Yeah, the teaching community. the Bible to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It can be a volunteer position, it's, you know, or a kind of entry-level position. I, I've done years and years of Bible working. Same. It's it's yeah. it's amazing. Uh, but you have taken up that mantle down at Central Coast and all of these kind of miracles have converged together to lead you to that point where a couple of years ago you're like, I'd love to do full-time ministry, but I just don't know how. But thing after thing has worked out to the point where you're here in Australia doing full-time ministry and leading the community closer to Christ. It's such a testimony to what God will do if you're faithful. Mm. Well, you know, and it's such a testimony to, yes, very much so, and such a testimony of God meets you where you are. If he had mm. asked me to come to Australia for three years, so by the time my contract ends at Gosford, mm. I will have been in Australia for three years. If he had asked me for three years, I'd have said, no way. Mm. Mm-hmm. He asked me for three months. I said, ah. I might can make three months yeah. work. So yeah. three months turned into nine, nine's turning into three, and I don't know where to go from and here. God's got you on like the adventure of a life. I'm mm. telling you what, I don't need the weed, I don't need the Ponzi scene. Yeah. You know, I don't need <laughs> I don't need any of that. I just this is amazing. amazing. I am on the journey of my life and, mm. and I love it. This chapter of my life, it can only get better from here. Absolutely. Oh, Pam, thank you so much for, for sharing. I guess maybe the last thing that I want to ask. So you've got these three years planned out, and then what after that? Whatever God wants me to do. Amen. Amen. You heard it here first. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.